The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world, built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Dustin Gold, right here on Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am back from Poland, folks. I left on, what, July 26th? July 26th, and I got back uh, on August 19th. That was Friday. And then yesterday, on Saturday, I had to run around pick up our fresh vegetables from the farm co-op we're part of. I had to tend to our garden that we had to leave for three weeks, and we picked a bunch of tomatoes and made sauce yesterday and jarred some more stuff, so I had a busy, busy day yesterday, and then today I finally was able to sit down and get my studio put back together so before I talk a little bit about Poland, I will say that this is going to be part four of the four-part series on Elon Musk that we were working on before I left for Poland. So this is part four. In the first part, we went into Musk's history of warning about artificial intelligence while at the same time he is building artificial intelligence and we showed that elon musk's brain chip company neuralink falls right into line with nasa chief scientist dennis bushnell's talk of brain chips and how he actually praises elon musk and ray kurzweil the chief engineer at google who is working on immortality for the elites we talked about that and then in episode two of the must series we showed the joe rogan experience elon musk interview from 2018 and analyzed that for you now that we have the luxury of looking back at that interview with hindsight knowing everything that we know today and then in part three i began to introduce you to Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain chip company, and we went and analyzed the 2020 Joe Rogan Experience Elon Musk interview. Knowing what we knew in 2018, we were then able to see Elon Musk in 2020 back-to-back in two episodes, and it was very important to break those down. So in this show, we are going to delve a bit deeper into Neuralink. I am going to show a video explanation of Neuralink. I think I covered it in one of the other shows, but I want to bring you back up to date. So we're going to review that because it's only about eight minutes. And then we're going to get into what's called the Three Little Pigs presentation that Elon Musk did with the Neuralink chip planted in the head of a pig named Gertrude, uh, a Frankenstein pig and then we are going to look at a video called monkey 
Mind Pong, where Elon Musk company implanted a Neuralink brain chip into the head of a monkey, and it plays video games inside of its head. And then we will move forward into a Wired Magazine video of Neuralink looking at the future in which Elon Musk uh, recently announced he's going to be implanting a brain chip into a human's head. Although, if you remember part one of this series, when we showed Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist at NASA, if you don't remember, he's the guy who sounds like Kermit the Frog here. This is Dennis Bushnell with uh, NASA. And in 2018, I said at a speech in front of the fire group, that is the future in review. I told people that we had over 200,000 humans walking around with brain chips in their heads and that all humans are, in fact, cyborgs. Right, Miss Piggy? Yeah! No, so we uh, looked at that. And in this one, we're going to watch uh, this Wired piece, and then I am going to show you, folks, before I left on July 26, I had spent, I don't know, 10 hours putting together research on the investors behind Neuralink. And the reason why this is important, it's the same reason why I broke down the investors and the players behind Instacart, America's largest grocery delivery service app, gig work app, and then the frictionless shopping, which is coming out of Israeli intelligence contractors uh, in Israel and with Instacart being backed by investors connected to the CIA through their hedge fund in QTEL, is that this brain chip is rapidly advancing. As Musk said, if you remember on the Joe Rogan show, that it wouldn't sneak up on you. It would be rolled out slowly. Well, it is being rolled out slowly, but it is advancing. They are moving forward with human trials. If they haven't already implanted one in their head, you'll see in a video today that Elon Musk actually says, if it was planted in my head, then you wouldn't be able to see it. You wouldn't even know that I I have it. So I want to show you who is behind this company because as your children, as your grandchildren, and maybe even your parents because they are going to prey on older people, on senior citizens with dementia and Alzheimer's and such, as you remember in the videos, they're preying on people with, uh, you know, uh, uh, brain disease with an uh, injury from an accident. You know, that's how they have to sell it to the public. But these people also become their guinea pigs for these Frankenstein experiments. If you remember on the Rogan show, Elon Musk was asked by Joe Rogan, are you going to get one of these put in your head? And he said, ha, let's make sure it works first. So again, they prey on these sickly people. They prey on you and tug at your heartstrings to make you believe that they care. They care about these people so much. We love them. We love people with traumatic brain injury. So we're going to put a chip in their head funded by the CIA to make them walk and talk better. Right. You're supposed to believe that these multi-billionaire, these 
these predator class social engineer psychopaths like Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and Peter Thiel, these people like Klaus Schwab of the Force Industrial Revolution, these people like Yuval Noah Harari, the King Philosopher of the Force Industrial Revolution, the man who says, you have no soul, you have no free will, you have no spirit, you are a hackable animal, stupid little human, you need to get used to it, that these people love they love people with traumatic brain injuries, people who fell off their electric scooters and banged their head because they weren't wearing a properly fitting helmet. They love them. So they put together billions of dollars in investment capital. And our government, through the CIA, through its hedge fund, InQtel, gave hundreds of millions of dollars to these companies to build brain chips, AI brain chips, because they want to help the little guy. They want to help the guy with traumatic brain injury and the grandma with Alzheimer's. They don't want to throw her off the cliff. They want to help her because they love me. Bill Gates loves me. So if you believe that, you're batshit crazy. But we're going to get into the investors because I want you to be an advocate for what I believe and what you should believe. The fact that we are the people trying to warn others that this technology is dangerous this technology is anti-human and this technology is backed by the same investment companies interested in putting humans out of business these companies who want to take away jobs from humanity and put us on ubi universal basic income until they're ready to get rid of us you see that's the plan. And so you need to see who's actually behind Neuralink. You need to understand and be able to tell people, hey, you want to put a brain chip in your head to cure your, uh, your wonky leg, your duck feet, your traumatic brain injury, your Alzheimer's, your dementia. You want to do it so that you can play video games inside your head or when you're walking through the mall. You can see little boxes pop up and tell you where all the sales are. Well, you better know who's behind it, and then you better ask why these people, when there's a lot of other ways to make money, want to put an AI brain chip inside your head, of which Elon Musk and Ray Kurzweil and the rest of these psychopaths tell you that it's eventually going to lead to you being able to upload your consciousness to the cloud and make a mind twin of yourself. And then it becomes part of the AI hive mind collective that they could selectively beam down into other people's heads inside their own biological body or their new biological body or their non-biological Iron Man nanobot suits or beam their consciousness down into a toilet seat or into a leather couch or whatever it is that these people feel like being on any given day. It's crazy, folks. It's outrageous. So we're going to get into that today so we can wrap up this must series. And then I have about 150 shows blocked out right now 
We are going to go back and look at Peter Thiel on Palantir and the deal he did with the IRS in 2018 under the Trump administration, in which his company Palantir, which was started by InQtel, by the CIA, with InQtel money, and then he partnered with the IRS in 2018 under a contract for roughly $100 million to build this dystopian tax cheat hunting software of which... Folks, all vacation I just saw on Facebook, people saying, oh, Biden's hiring 87,000 new IRS agents to come after me. Well, who do you think they're coming after? Why, why do they need boots on the ground? Well, because Palantir, Peter Thiel, Trump's buddy, the only billionaire Silicon Valley backer that Trump had who publicly came out and spoke for him, who, by the way, was Elon Musk's partner in the original PayPal mafia, where these guys all made their original billions that allowed them to step out into the world and build other projects like Neuralink. Peter Thiel has a company called Ambrosia. Ambrosia is actually a word out of Greek mythology for the concoction that the gods drank for immortality. Well, Peter Thiel's Ambrosia company takes blood from young people and injects it into old people, telling them they're going to cure them and essentially make them immortal. It's one of those type of bridge drugs that Ray Kurzweil wants, who we went over in detail on our shows, where he allows himself to repair his cells and repair his body to the point in which he can upload his mind through an AI hive mind chip like the Neuralink into the cloud and then be able to beam that down into a non-biological Iron Man suit. All of this connects. All of it connects. So we're going to get into that. And I've got a show planned this week on a company called AI Foundation and its founder, Lars Butler who has completely stayed off the radar. I don't know any other podcasters or researchers that ever talked about him. I had sort of sort of a personal connection to AI Foundation through a contract I almost got a few years ago through my comedy production business, which is what brought me into understanding what AI Foundation was and who Lars Butler was. Total coincidence, but it was something I went and research deeply at the time with Maria Albanese, who's on Friday with Mike Moore on the Thomas Paine podcast. So I'm going to get into AI Foundation and their technology. They've been working on what's called mind twinning, which is essentially this uploading of your consciousness to the AI hive mind neocortex cloud-based solution. You know, I mean, it's nuts, folks. So, when I get back from this break, I'll talk a little bit about Paul, and then we got to jump right into this, because this is a, a jam, jam, jam-packed show, and we really don't have much time to mess around, and I am going to do, so you all know, a big debrief show with Maria Albanese, because I would rather talk about Poland, um, where someone who's on the same level that I am as far as knowledge, same level we are, 
together that can ask me questions about Poland. Otherwise, I will just ramble and ramble and ramble about Poland. And it was so much fun and so enlightening. But when I get back for the break, I'll tell you a little bit about Poland. And then we're going to jump right into Musk and start breaking this down so we can get to the investors. And you will have the information you need to enlighten your friends and family. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And I will be right back here on Payne.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, folks, we are back from the break and ready to rock and roll. So, I got back from Poland two days ago. I spent three and a half weeks there, and it was phenomenal. So, my wife is from Poland. She came here in about 2002 to go to college at America University, and she was part of an au pair program. And so, she was basically a nanny for a wealthy family out of uh, Potomac, Maryland, D.C. And she uh, has been here ever since. And she goes home every year to visit her parents who live uh, in a very rural area called Belhatuf in Poland. And so we were there and then we traveled around to, we went to Krakow. Um, and there's an area there called Old City that we went and looked at and then we went to Zakopane which is up in the uh, Tatra Mountains area which was beautiful and then we went over I wanted to stop at Auschwitz it's it's I put out um I put out you know sort of a video uh from there I I don't really want to replay it on this show I it's one of those things, um, I, I don't, I'm not one of these like harp on the Holocaust thing, nor do I want to get caught in a situation where I get myself banned for saying things that would be deemed to be, uh, anti-Semitic or inappropriate. But let me just say this. My, uh, paternal grandfather was Austrian. My dad's dad. Uh, his family were uh, secular Jews. His parents came over here actually, uh, not knowing each other in Austria, but met here in the United States uh, before World War II, and the stories that I that, that I've been told were basically, um, I believe it was my grandfather's dad or um, my grandfather's mother's brother came here to escape. Uh, sort of this draft that Germany was starting to do and building up the army. So look, I had relatives connected to, uh, that, that were still remain there connected to Auschwitz and maybe one show I'll get into it. But, um, I did go there to at least see it. I did not go in the museums. I did not go inside the concentration camp. I've heard from people what it's like. I, it just was something that, uh, I don't need to constantly be reminded that humans can do evil evil, horrible things 
to each other. I see that through what we're dealing with today with Elon Musk and Ray Kurzweil and these guys. I see uh, these Nazi-style eugenics programs being uh, implemented today. I don't think they ever actually stopped. I think they're in uh, basically warp speed mode right now. And so I see that stuff happening today. So I didn't need to walk around inside there, but I did stand on the train tracks um, that go into the concentration camp uh, where the cattle cars of people would come in. And I thought that was very important for me to do for myself personally, because at the beginning of COVID a couple of years ago, I was trying to warn relatives that were going to get in line for the vaccine that was not out yet, that I felt like they had brought the cattle cars and Auschwitz directly to the people via CVS and Walgreens and Rite Aid and any grocery store that was going to be vaccinating people. I felt like they were lining up, the sheeple were lining up for the cattle cars. And so I made that analogy on a few podcasts back then and to friends and family in my personal life. And so I thought it was at least respectful for me to go stand on those tracks. And I shot a video, you can get that on my YouTube channel, which I barely use, but I'm going to start uh, using it again soon. And I, I think I changed the name. So that's the Dustin or actually, sorry, that's youtube.com slash Dustin Gold show. So on Twitter, it's Dustin Gold show. YouTube, it's Dustin Gold show. I think we're setting up Facebook and some other things. I'm terrible with social media when it comes to myself. I used to promote comedians and I was very good at social media, but for me, it's just, it's just a pain. So I prefer to talk about things as I'm doing here. So anyway, you could check out that video if you want to see it and i'll get more into that when uh, i speak to maria albanese also uh you know poland has just a very rich history it's been pulled back and forth in different directions over the years so even just going back in the last century you have to understand that from the west uh, poland was invaded by nazi germany and then when the united states came in and liberated uh liberated everybody uh the soviet commies came in and took a hold of poland and the united states did not uh, stop that so then they were under communism for a number of years my wife lived under communism for the first seven to ten years of her life there was a transition period when the commies were actually moving uh you know they signed a treaty basically and then they were moving out of out of poland we'll get into that because i am going to do some shows on poland because i find it to be uh, fascinating. You know, as soon as they left uh, the commies, they ended up in the European Union and, and now, uh, the United States is there building an army base. Uh, while I was there, I believe it was last Monday, it was St. Mary's Day, which is a, uh, a Catholic holiday. And it was also Armed Forces Day, which is to celebrate when uh, Poland pushed the Soviets out of Poland in 1920. And of course, the United States was there with uh, our general for that area. And they had all these U.S. Army tanks out in Warsaw. And I spent some time in Warsaw, too, which is the biggest city there. But they have a big square in Warsaw with a monument, which is the Tomb of the Unknown Soldiers, very similar to the one that we have in Arlington uh, Cemetery in Virginia. And so 
they uh, had all these army tanks because we just did a deal with Poland where we're selling them military equipment and the generals there. And they had little kids, Polish kids climbing up on the U.S. army tanks, all kinds of war propaganda and basically told the people of Poland to get ready for this war with Russia. They're going to lead the way. And they they freed themselves of Russia in 1920. And, uh, you know, it's it's frankly, it's disgusting because Poland is just this beautiful place. But from what I gathered while there and had a lot of conversations with, you know, native Polish people is that um, sort of Poland and the government has been kissing the ass of the U.S. for many years and the United States always ignored them. So now all of a sudden the United States is there and so Poland's sort of kissing up and they're getting all this military equipment and everything else and also being flooded with Ukrainian refugees, which is the same thing that's happened to our country with uh, illegal alien Mexicans and uh, refugees from South America. And it's really just to destabilize and destroy the culture, uh, as I call it, demographic warfare. And so you're seeing that go on there. And we're going to get into that when I talk to Maria Albanese. Um, but I will tell you what was super fascinating. And, and this ties into Musk, because with the brain chip, one of the things that Elon Musk talks about, as you saw in the Joe Rogan interviews, and I believe he mentions it in a video we're going to review today, he talks about the ability to sort of time travel and time leap, and you could replay your memories and replay your life inside of your head, like in the last Matrix movie, which we're going to do a show on that as well. But when I went to Poland, it was literally like time traveling. I felt like I was back in the United States um, circa 1980s. I was born in 1981, so I remember the 80s and the 90s, and it was very similar to that. Uh, from my personal view, they have a lot more freedom in Poland than we do in the United States. Taxes are similar. Um there's trade-offs. For instance, you can't just go own a gun, but you can get one uh, if you, you know, could show that you're a hunter or your life is in danger. And so you can get one. But as far as zoning goes, people in the cities, in the suburbs, and the rural areas called villages, um, a lot of them, basically everyone there fences in their yard and everyone has these giant gardens in their yard. And some people have cows in their yard, sheep, goats, chickens, whatever you want. You can basically do anything on your land without kissing the ass of planning and zoning and having to bribe people. And even in the county I'm in, unless you have like 10 or 11 acres, you can't even have chickens. So they have a lot more freedoms there in certain aspects. We will get into that with Maria Albanese. But it was like time traveling. And what I saw, sadly, was a lot of things that in the United States we adopted into our culture back in the 80s and 90s that helped lead to the destruction of our culture in which we see today, where basically the United States does not even have any culture. Anything that was left that we believe to even be culture, like hot dogs, beer, and baseball games, which really isn't culture, but we were to believe that over the last 50, 60, 70 years in the United States, was all pretty much destroyed under you know the COVID lockdowns. And so in Poland, I'm starting to see things creep in. Uh, 
that will lead to the destruction of their culture. And sadly, you know, Poland is one of the only countries in the EU that, that generally pushes back. Even during COVID, they pushed back and did not lock down as quickly. And, you know, they're sort of the Florida of the European Union. And so I think they're a target for destruction. So as I thought about it while I was in Poland, I said, you know, Poland was attacked from the Nazis, from Germany, from the West. They were attacked from the Soviet commies uh, from the East. And now they're being attacked by the United States from across the pond. The only difference is now they're inviting the United States in. And I hate to say this, you know, as an American, you wish you could have pride in your government, in your country, uh, but but you can't. So it's sad to see. And I wish I could have stood on a soapbox and warned the people of Poland what is coming. I'd be like Doc Brown and Back to the Future, uh, you know, a time traveler. It's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I've seen the future and I'm here to warn you. Uh, take off the Levi's t-shirts and the Adidas t-shirts and the Nike t-shirts and take the Disney backpacks off your children, of which there's a lot of that there. Take off the stupid fanny packs. Guys were wearing them there, like people did in the 80s in the United States. Take off the lazy fanny pack and put your wallet back in your, uh, in your back pocket. Uh, and, and don't give in to this American empty materialism, consumerism, and corporatism that has destroyed our country. I don't believe people should live in poverty. I am not a communist. I'm going to get into the stuff that my, my wife lived under in the tail end of communism in Poland on the show with Maria Albanese. But at the same time, this, this empty, blind corporatism, commercialism, consumerism that we have in the United States has been a death, a death to our culture. And that's something we need to talk about. And hopefully uh, some of the people I met in Poland will listen to that show and be able to warn some of their friends. Poland is a smaller country. It's only 39 million people as opposed to here, which is you know 350 to 400 million. So can they save it? I don't know. I think once uh, the evil forces, the corporate forces, the technocracy comes in, it's very hard to stop that from progressing and we're going to do a show about progress and the methodologies of uh, community organizer Saul Alinsky and how his methods tie into the technocratic progress all of this connects all of it connects so I'm going to get into depth on on Poland and its history with Maria Albanese and what I learned there because it's fascinating now what we did decide my wife and I while we were there was that we believe we will have more time to live under relative normalcy uh, in Poland because as of right now I, I would say not the next generation because it's already changing there the sort of 20 and unders but it's very deeply religious not that i am uh i'm not i was not raised catholic i was raised uh in a congregational protestant church but 
the religious uh, elements bring a sense of civility and more uh, morality that I like and want to raise my child that's coming at the end of October under. And uh, it's just still more family oriented. Uh, there's culture within the food, culture within the festivals, uh, culture within the farming and yards, a very still a sense of rugged individualism. It's, it's almost here. I feel like the, the rugged individualism has even been commercialized. It's like, I'm a rugged individual. I go to Cabela's and the Bass Pro Shop. You know, and, and that is not what it is there. It's rugged individualism that these people have like cows in their backyard that they slaughter and, and use for meat or they have goats that they're milking. And so we decided that that's really the type of culture we want to raise our child under. Also, and I'll just mention that uh, Poland is 97, well, let's say with the Ukrainian refugees that came pouring in, which is anywhere between two and five million, that's going to change the demographics there. But Poland is generally 97 to 98% Polish, native Polish. Okay. The other 2%, they've got some Turks. Uh, that are there. They're basically like our version of the Mexicans and South Americans. Uh, there's some Georgians there. There's some good Georgian food. They blend in though, and they, and they actually, uh, adopt the Polish culture. And then, you know, there's only, there's less than 3,000 Africans there. So it's, it's a Polish country. And it, if I move there, uh, or we live there part of the time, uh, so our kid could come back to the United States and we have a base camp here and have a base camp in Poland, that that would be sort of the ideal situation for our child to, when we come here to the United States and it sees people running around with purple hair and, and cutting their genitals off and wearing masks, but then goes over to Poland and that does not exist yet because it's really no wokeness. Uh, there's no BLM and Antifa and LBGT bullshit running around. So we decided that we're going to sort of that's our one foot out of the matrix uh, that I talk about. And then the one foot in the matrix will be here in the United States. So I, I think we are going to do that. We made some moves while we were there that we will get into on a future show. And I'll explain to you uh, what we're doing so that if you decide you want to move forward with some plans like that, you can as well. And we'll talk about that with Maria Albanese this week when we do the uh, From Poland with Love show. But right now I'm going to take a quick break. Don't worry, I'm not going to Poland. I'm just going to take a break for the advertisers. We'll be right back. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, my wonderful friends, we are back from the break, and we are going to jump in to this Elon Musk Neuralink episode finally because i'm done blabbing about poland but let me just say i was planning on doing shows the whole time i was in poland 
And I have to apologize to you and to Commander Payne over at Payne.tv. I was not able to do it. I was in constant communication with uh, Mike. What happened was I brought a travel system with me. Uh, I produce on a, a PC with multiple monitors, uh, you know, I have videos and, and articles and production software and everything else. So I brought my MacBook and... I was going to produce that on a simplified version, and the software just sucks. After you use this fantastic stuff, <coughs> excuse me, it's very difficult to do. The other thing is that I was not able to have all my articles up, so I could have done some half-ass shows from Poland, but I didn't want to do that. And so... Finally, I said, okay, well, I could do a non-video version and just do an audio version, but then at my uh, in-laws, when, when we were not traveling, we were at our in-laws for a couple of weeks in between going on the little excursions, and I was set up in a garage because I didn't want to uh, have to tell people in the house to be quiet and whatever, and it was just echoing, and it didn't sound right, and then I think that the change in sort of the climate, it's less humid there, my voice, I was losing my voice. And so it, I just said, you know, I, I know we were trying to get the show launched and really build steam, but it was better to just stop and then come back and do this the right way. So for the future, because eventually as this show takes off and I have uh, some money to invest into it and the ability to build some budgets, I want to do an Anthony Bourdain style um segments within this show where i'm on the road like sitting down with people in poland different countries and talking about culture and their governments and the technocracy and you know pandemics or whatever so i started pricing it all on the airplane on the way home of building this really complex uh windows pc i need windows to be able to run my software it's got fold out screens and everything else so eventually i am going to put that system together so i can get on the road and do these shows the right way because trying to work off the macbook on a different software it was just i i didn't feel at home i didn't feel like i could present my information properly and that is really uh what needs to be done for this type of content. I, I really need that stuff. So we are going to take care of that. Now, this video, I am pretty sure, and I didn't have time to go back and check, and we just covered so much in the first 10 episodes. I really can't remember. It's like 20 hours of technocracy. But we're going to show this video because I want to catch you back up anyway. So this is one of those videos I think I explained before. It's basically Neuralink propaganda and so there's these channels that review technology and they talk about how hip and cool it is but overall this video is good because it does give you sort of a bird's eye view of Neuralink which I want you to have before we get more into depth with the video called Gertrude which is the three little pigs experiment that Elon Musk did so let's watch this video. I will stop, pause, and comment and analyze it because my analysis will be different if I, in fact, did play this for you before. But let's just watch this so we can get the bird's eye view 
before we go to the break. And then when we come back in segment four, we can get right into Gertrude, the pigs, and then we can get into the monkey mind pong video. And then we can really start to break it down. And then I will show you the investors that are behind Neuralink. So let's play this video right now. How do you feel about a chip implanted inside your head? Many people balk at the idea because they imagine they turn into zombies that can be controlled from the other side of the world. However, billionaire inventor Elon Musk wants to change the world by inserting chips inside people's heads. Okay, first, first, let me just comment on this. You see how uh, they had to show sort of this extreme. You know, people block at the idea because uh, because they say that uh, that uh, you know people will turn into zombies, you know, but they're not because the billionaire Elon Musk is going to do it all right. He's going to do it right. Actually, no, that's not outside. They had to put an AI sounding uh, British Jarvis, who was the AI uh, sort of protector of Iron Man, Tony Stark. So it's like. You know, uh, some people balk at the idea. How dare they? No one will turn into zombies. But you see, th this is how the propaganda video works. So like, let's just watch this. One of his companies, Neuralink, has a brain chip that is about to hit the market. What does the latest Neuralink chip offer? How can it help you as a person? In this video, we bring you details of Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip that is finally hitting the market. You see how excited he is? It's like, it's finally hitting the market. Oh, yes, we could put a brain chip inside of our heads and you won't become a zombie. You will become special because Elon Musk loves you. He loves you so, does he not? Cheers, mate. Put a brain chip inside your head. Yay! The human brain is a special and powerful organ. It is the command center for the human nervous system. It receives signals from the body's sensory organs and outputs information to the muscles. The human brain weighs about 3 pounds or 1.4 kilograms and makes up about 2% of a human's body weight. On average, male brains are about 10% larger than female brains. The cerebrum, the main part of the brain located in the front area of the skull, makes up 85% of the brain's weight. Your brain contains about 86 billion nerve cells or neurons, also called gray matter. The brain also has nearly the same number of non-neuronal cells, such as the oligodendrocytes that insulate neuronal axons with a myelin sheath. This gives axons those thin strands through which electrical impulses are transmitted between neurons a white appearance, and so these axons are called the brain's white matter. The largest part of your brain is the cerebrum, divided into two hemispheres. Each hemisphere contains four lobes. The front. If you guys uh, remember, this goes back to uh, junior high school, junior high school science. But no, this is good. And uh, you should understand this because this is the basis for what they are going to hack, as Yuval Noah Harari calls us. Hackable animals, you silly little hackable animals, you useless humans. We can hack you and you better get used to it. And so that is, uh, this is how they're going to do it. So this video is good for that, for breaking down how the brain works. Until parietal, temporal, and occipital. The rippled surface of the cerebrum is called the cortex. Underneath the cerebrum lies the brain stem. Behind that sits the cerebellum. The frontal lobe is important for cognitive functions, such as thought and planning ahead and voluntary movement control. The temporal lobe generates memories and emotions. The parietal lobe integrates input from different senses and is essential for spatial orientation and navigation. Visual processing takes place in the occipital lobe, 
near the back of the skull. Did you know that the sperm whale's brain is five times heavier than yours, but you are... And, uh, you know, for the audio-only audience, if, if you want to watch this video, because there are, like, good 3D diagrams of the brain and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, it depends on how in-depth you want to go. But if you want to watch this, either uh, go to pain.tv and join, and you can watch the video version of the show, or just go to YouTube and Google, I think, like, Elon Musk... Uh, brain chip coming or brain chip on the market and you should be able to find this video far more intelligent that is because overall brain size doesn't correlate with the level of intelligence of non-human animals also among humans brain size doesn't indicate a person's level of intelligence some geniuses in their field have smaller than average brains while others have brains that are larger than average for example compare the brains of two highly acclaimed writers the Russian novelist Ivan Turgenev's brain was found to weigh 71 ounces, or 2,021 grams, while the brain of French writer Anatole France weighed only 36 ounces, or 1,017 grams. However, even though the human brain is very powerful, it sometimes slows down and even makes the body... You know what they say about guys with big brains. Come on, folks. As Mike Moore would say, this is a family show for fuck's sake. Knock it off with this nonsense. You lose some functions. Accidents or diseases can cause this vital organ to be no longer efficient. This is where Elon Musk, the billionaire genius, steps in. The billionaire genius, you see, I used to say, the billionaire genius steps in. Oh, Elon, we love you and we know that you love us. Put a brain chip in my head, please. Please, sir, please put a brain chip in my head. Among his companies is Neuralink, which aims to put a chip inside your head to boost your brain's capacity by recording brain activity and potentially stimulating it. Neuralink first became publicly known in 2017 when the Wall Street Journal reported its existence. The company's first major public outing didn't come until 2019 when Elon Musk and other members of the Neuralink executive team showed off their tech in a live-streamed presentation. The Neuralink chip is about the size of a coin, Right, and that's what we're going to watch next, which is uh, the Gertrude video. But we're going to watch not the whole thing because it's over an hour, but we're going to watch about a 10-minute version of that and break that down and analyze it for you. It's embedded in a person's skull. An array of tiny wires, each roughly 20 times thinner than a human hair, fan out into the patient's brain from the chip. The wires are equipped with 1,024 electrodes that can monitor brain activity and, theoretically, electrically stimulate the brain. This data is transmitted wirelessly via the chip to computers where researchers can study it. Neuralink is a... Do you, do you see how, like, normalized... Like, is it not creepy to you? Is it not creepy to you that we're literally like, hey, we take a thing and we stick it in your head and there's... A thousand of these little wires thinner than a human hair with a thousand electrodes in each one. And they just jam it, jam it down into your brain. We just jam it in there. And, uh, you know, and it's going to control you. Oh, yeah. It's totally normal because a British guy told you. Oh, yes, it's wonderful, sir. Stick the brain wires down into your head and the little system will control you. It's so wonderful and brought to us by the genius Elon Musk. He is more 
unbelievable and more loving than the wonderful Willy Wonka and his fantastic little Oompa Loompas. Elon Musk is a genius, sir. A genius. Working technology that the company has demonstrated. In 2020, Neuralink showed off one of its chips embedded in a pig named Gertrude. The demonstration was proof of concept and showed how the chip was able to accurately predict the positioning of Gertrude's limbs when she was walking on a treadmill, as well as recording neural activity when the pig snuffled about for food. Musk said the pig had been living with the chip embedded in her skull for two months. There was absolutely nothing. By the way, Elon Musk does kind of look like a pig, so maybe he does have the Neuralink chip embedded in his head. We will be right back. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. All right, my happy little gold pillars. We are back from the break. And we are just doing a recap here on Neuralink, the AI brain chip that's so wonderful. You can just stick it in your head and the little wires will fan out and go down into your brain and it'll just tickle your cortex. <laughs> oh my God, folks. This world is a crazy place, a crazy place. I mean, when you do not tell people in Poland who are just worried about picking grapes and plums and berries in their backyard about this, they think you are crazy. And frankly, talking about this all the time, I think that I am crazy sometimes. Am I stuck in some, in some realm of the matrix? having to review this nonsense, this complete insanity, but it's coming, it's real, and it's on the way. So let's get back to this video here on the Neuralink explanation. Nothing wrong with the pig before, during, or after the experiment. Neuralink went a step further with its animal demos in April 2021 when it showed off a monkey playing video games with its mind. Neuralink released a video of a macaque monkey named Pager playing video games such as Pong for banana smoothie rewards. Of course, monkeys don't do anything they won't be rewarded for. Monkeys don't do anything they won't be rewarded for, and neither do humans. See, and remember, in the Joe Rogan interview with Elon Musk, I told you they went on to talk about how we were just monkeys and comparing us to monkeys. And Rogan sat there and made fun of humans, basically, and told all these funny little stories about how we are monkeys. So if that's what you think of yourself, okay, fine. Put the chip in your head and play mind pong. Pager played the games using a joystick disconnected from the game's console, meaning he was controlling the cursor using his brain signals as his arm moved. How will Neuralink implant the chip inside the skull? It's a very difficult task, but the company has built a robot that can do it. The robot would work by using a stiff needle to punch the flexible wires emanating from a Neuralink chip into a person's brain, a bit like a sewing machine. Neuralink released a video showcasing the robot in January 2021. 
Musk said the machine makes implanting Neuralink's electrodes as easy as a LASIK eye surgery. It automatically adjusts the needle to compensate for the movement of a patient's brain as the brain moves during surgery, along with the person's breathing and heartbeat. The robot is eight feet tall, and while Neuralink is developing its underlying technology, its design was crafted by Woke Studios. Woke Studios. Yeah, I think we did cover this because I remember talking about Woke Studios. But yes, you have a Woke Bot. A Woke Bot plugging stuff into your brain. You see, it's it just... I mean, does it get you? Is it weird that this stuff is just talked about like it's normal? Like it's just, you know, it's just a sewing machine. Just an old-fashioned sewing machine that plugs electrodes into your head so that Elon Musk could hook you up to the internet and you can upload all your thoughts and feelings to him. I mean, you see how, like, normal it sounds? See, that's why I, I want to keep reiterating on this show. I don't mean to have to repeat myself, but I have to keep reminding you, unlike the media whose job it is to normalize this stuff, I have to keep reminding you that it is not normal. This is not good. This is not progress for humanity. Engineering humanity out of existence is not progress. It is genocide. It is genocide. Engineering humanity out of existence is genocide. And I had a conversation with someone very close to me who's an engineer. They were drunk. This person works on government contracts, works on equipment that actually tests satellites that Musk launches through his government-funded SpaceX. And this person said to me, well, if evolution is that humans replace themselves with AI and robots, that's good. Evolution needs to continue. I don't understand this mentality. And you get it from the left through their social progress, their fake social progress. And you get it from the right generally when they take over a town or a city and then they tell you they have to bring in more business, to bring in a bigger tax base, to help grow, grow, grow and growth and GDP growth and economic growth and the growth slowed and this growth and we need to grow and the economy needs to grow and this needs to grow and taxes need to grow and business needs to grow. I, what point do any of us look at what is a truly sustainable model not the fake sustainability pushed by the world economic forum or through the un's agendas 2021 2030 etc but real sustainability at what point is a village with a thousand people living in it that all have 10 acres and all have big gardens like i see in poland and they barter with each other they trade with each other they help each other they do favors for each other and then they give somebody a a box of cucumbers or a box of tomatoes or somebody has meat and they give it to a neighbor who knows how to smoke the meat so then the neighbor who smokes the meat gets free meat and then turns over the smoked meat back to the guy who gave him meat and trade for smoking it like where where that is sustainable why does it have to progress? Why in there do you have to push some kind of BS, BLM, Antifa, LBGTQ, rainbow social progress 
that then will eat that culture alive and destroy it. Why do you have to come in and say, well, we need more businesses for a bigger tax break, and then we got to cut the yards in half, and then we have to have zoning regulations? That's what this is. It's engineering humanity out of existence. That's not progress. It's genocide. After the successful demos using animals, the next step is human trials. This is a huge step because of the complexities involved. A company that wants to carry out human experiments like this has a very high bar to reach before getting all the required permits. However, Musk has assured that Neuralink has even set its own target higher than what regulatory bodies are asking for. So when will human trials start? Oh, Musk is a hero. He set his targets higher than what the regulatory parties are asking for because he loves humanity and he really cares about people with traumatic brain disorders where he's going to stick a chip into their head and pump a thousand wires down into their brain with his sewing machine called Woke. Come on, folks. Come on. Come on. This is not normal. This is Frankenstein technology. This is not normal. This is Island of Dr. Moreau. Island of Elon Musk. Craziness. Musk has revealed this, but before we go into it, what uses will Neuralink be for in humans? In the near term, a chip in someone's brain could help treat neurological disorders like Parkinson's. Improved neural interface technology like Neuralink's could help better study and treat severe neurological conditions such as Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. The electrodes in a patient's brain. Okay, see, and that's the thing. And you've heard Musk talk about it on Rogan and everything else we reviewed. They don't care about these people. They are not investing billions and billions of dollars to fix people with Parkinson's. Because where are they ever going to see a return on investment? The insurance companies are going to want to lay out all kinds of money, millions of dollars, to put a brain chip in someone's head to fix their Parkinson's. The insurance company wants that person dead and out of the way. The government, so the government's going to put money into this because they want to cure people with Parkinson's. The government doesn't want to even get to the point of paying you your social security that you paid into. They want you dead. This is not real. They're not doing this to cure people with Parkinson's and traumatic brain disorder. It's a complete and total lie. That is a lie. These are the guinea pigs. And Dennis Bushnell, who's probably the most honest of them all as far as being forthright, said straight up in his discussion, he is the NASA chief scientist. He wrote it in a paper published by NASA on their website that at first it will be used on those people and then it will be used to augment the human brain, to connect it to the cloud. Elon Musk admits this. So this type of propaganda video is designed to make dumb people who operate on emotions have their heartstrings tugged as they jam brain strings down into their cortex and take over their humanity. That's what this is. This guy who made this is a sick, sick person will reproduce the sensation of touch, allowing the patient to exert finer motor control over a prosthetic limb. As part of its announcement, the company said its chip's first commercial application would help quadriplegic people. Quadriplegia is partial or full paralysis in all four limbs. You need your hands to use a phone or laptop, but Neuralink will help people who can't control their limbs 
use their minds to operate such gadgets, including playing games, sending emails, and even making calls. Yeah, yeah, and you see where this is going, right? Because the next phase of the PR campaign, the public relations campaign, is that they're going to end up having this, like I said, that all these movies that Hollywood makes that's funded by the very same people that are doing all of this technological shit, right? Uh, most of these movies have, uh, you know, admitted, you know, CIA intelligence uh, analysts were there to help provide information. But Iron Man, Iron Man in the Marvel movies talks to Jarvis, which is his artificial intelligence sort of version of Siri or Alexa, you know, Apple Siri or Amazon's Alexa, who does all of his tasks, and then he can, like, project out in front of him 3D holograms instead of going on his computer. That's what the next phase is going to look like. This is how they normalize it, and they try to make it look cool, so that people will say, oh, oh, I, I could be like Tony Stark and Iron Man. No, you can't, dude. No, you can't. It's, it's, why would you want to merge yourself with a machine? Why do you hate yourself so much? Why do you hate humanity so much and look down on yourself so much that you believe that you're so inferior, that you're so weak, that you're such a loser, that you have to merge yourself with artificial intelligence and machines? Humans created artificial intelligence and machines. Therefore, are we not brilliant to begin with? If AI and machines are so brilliant? Well, we are the masters of that universe, are we not? But now they want to have that take you over. It's so obvious. So obvious. Neuralink will also tackle memory loss, especially in older patients or people that have suffered from a stroke. During an interview with Ted's Chris Anderson, Elon Musk said Neuralink could address health conditions like morbid obesity. Musk did not elaborate, but University of Cambridge Professor of Metabolism and Medicine Sadaf Farukai has noted that a particular region of the brain, the hypothalamus, is typically the one that drives an increase in appetite. If Neuralink can target specific brain areas, then addressing issues like morbid obesity would be feasible. Okay, and in the video, they are showing a woman in a wheelchair who is about 586 pounds. She looks like the mother in uh, Gilbert Grape. Uh, and then there's another guy pushing the wheelchair, a guy who's probably 464 pounds, and he's pushing this, this woman who literally looks like uh, a giant pumpkin in a wheelchair who's pushing a shopping cart. You know, I told you, they have to tug at your heartstrings, but instead of saying we can fix this with a brain chip, why don't they tell this human pig to stop eating Twinkies? If they said, hey, elephant woman, why don't you uh, put down the corn pops and uh, eat some fruit and vegetables? Hey, lady, lady, excuse me, yeah, the one that looks like a human beanbag? Yeah, why don't you put the Doritos down and have an apple? Although in the world we live in today, I don't know if that would help them because everything has been genetically modified by the same monsters that now want to genetically modify you if they haven't already through the jab and or booster that you may or may not have taken. Okay, 
Now let's get back to this 685-pound woman. Of course, there are doubters, but this is no different from Musk's other ideas, such as landing an orbital rocket's first stage on a drone in the middle of the ocean. The concept was ridiculed, but is no longer looking as far-fetched as it seems. He's a genius. He landed a rocket and a drone. Oh, my God. He's the real-life Tony Stark, and we love him. We love you, Elon, because you love us. The idea is even less invasive than other treatments for morbid obesity. Some procedures designed to solve morbid obesity today involve changing the shape and function of a patient's digestive tract. Meanwhile, people are queuing up desperate to partake in Neuralink's human trials. Musk revealed the waiting line is getting longer as his company receives heartbreaking emails from people cut at the prime of their life. He said, The emails that we get at Neuralink are heartbreaking. I mean, they'll send us just tragic stories. You know, where someone was sort of in the prime of life and they had an accident on a motorcycle and someone who's 25 can't even feed themselves. This is something we would fix. Well, wait a second. Someone who's 25 can't even feed themselves? You were just talking about a lady who overfeeds herself. You're going to help her. See, he's God now. He can help everyone. He can help you feed yourself. He can help you stop feeding yourself. He's going to help everybody. This guy does not care about you. This guy whose grandfather was a big wig in the original formation of the technocracy does not care about you. He wants to put a chip in your freaking head and control you. Do you get that? Do you get that? You know, pretty soon, uh, uh, people have trouble uh, quitting smoking. So what we're going to do is we're going to drill a quarter-sized hole into their skull, and we're going to put a chip in there with a 1,000 wires that go down with a 1,024 electrodes on each wire, jam it into their brain, and then that's going to actually help them quit smoking. Why don't you just put down the Marlboro Reds, you doofus? Put down the bottle. You don't need a brain chip jammed into your skull so you could quit drinking just go to aa and cut it out jeez this is insanity folks it's complete and total insanity he also revealed that neuralink could cure tinnitus neuralink contains semi-generalized neural read-write devices with about 1000 electrodes and tinnitus probably needs less than 1000 however future versions of neuralink will have more electrodes Meanwhile, Neuralink is pushing forward with its human trial, which starts in 2022. The company posted a job opening for a clinical trial director, a position helping the company move towards its stated goal of testing its brain implant in actual people. When I was at Auschwitz and I read, uh, you know, I talk about it in the video. I'm not going to get into it, but basically, uh, and also I want to point out too, since I'm on that for a second, when we grew up in the United States, I went to, uh, born in 81, right? So I went to school in the 80s and 90s. I don't remember them really ever talking about any, uh, any other, you know, cultures, ethnic groups, you know, inside of Auschwitz other than one particular one. And, uh, you know, there was uh, 70,000 Poles, um, who were murdered there. But anyway, Auschwitz was actually just like a prisoner of war camp. It was an army barracks uh, controlled by Poland that was taken over by the Nazis. And then shortly thereafter, the Nazis started imprisoning Soviet soldiers, uh, POWs, as well as uh, Polish politicians and others that stood up 
to the Nazis. And then they brought these barbarian torturing guys and crazy doctors in there to run experiments on people. I mean, we're doing it right out in the freaking open now. Elon Musk is praised as a hero. He's the richest man in the world. He gets government contracts. People like him and Bill Gates and these other psychopaths to do the Nazi experiments right out in our face, right out in the open. And they're rewarded with it by pumping their shitty Tesla car stock and turning these people into multi-billionaires and letting them run around the world and tell us how they're going to put these Nazi brain chips in our head. Think about it. Think about it. Successful candidate would be working with Neuralink's first clinical trial participants. Would you get a Neuralink chip? Let's hear your thoughts in the comment section below. Yeah, so I would go flood that guy's video and tell him, yo, yeah, I'd love to get a brain chip. Yeah, I'd love to do it. It's going to be fantastic. Folks, I am going to blow a gasket. And the only way to stop yourself from blowing a gasket is by having a Neuralink brain chip implanted in your head and a thousand wires with a thousand electrodes each jammed into your skull. And that way it'll stop you from blowing a gasket. Or you could just take a quick break like me and have a nice cup of tea. I will be right back. This is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, folks. We are back. I had to get a nice cup of tea here. Otherwise, I was going to blow a gasket. It really pains me and sickens me to see these psychopaths. But it's even worse listening to the propaganda they put out there to help try to normalize this technology. But I think we nailed a great point. We have to keep reiterating this. I want you to take that home with you, that this technology, this technocracy is not progress in the evolution of humans. It is genocide. It is genocide. Engineering humanity out of existence as Ray Kurzweil, as Dennis Bushnell and others talk about it as the human evolution of humans that we have now hacked evolution as far as uh, our creator or God or however you want to look at its evolution we have hacked that, humans have hacked it and now the human evolution of humans is going to be to engineer humans out of existence through technocratic genocide technocratic genocide that's what we have to call this engineering humanity out of existence through technocratic genocide So I'm glad, I'm glad uh, I played that because I think we just came up with some good verbiage we can use. This human evolution of humans and the engineering humans out of existence is technocratic genocide. If you have something better, you know, feel free to shoot me messages on pain.tv. I was responding a lot to that. Uh, while I was in Poland, because people were writing me on there sometimes, and the app is a little buggy. I know Mike has been working on it. it you know, it's th- that app is very complex. Uh, 
I actually met with Mike uh, over a year ago and advised him on uh, some of the engineering and blueprints behind it. And, you know, it's all new. He's a small company. And so it, it's it's very dynamic for uh, for what it is, and they're working out the kinks. Um, but, hey, you know, at least it's free of having to be on Twitter, Facebook, or these other big technocratic platforms. It runs... Uh, pretty much you know as 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 standalone uh system so you can go on there i respond to people uh when it's working properly and then also on twitter you could find me at hackable animal which i was surprised i was able to get but at hackable hackable animal or at dustin gold show and also i'm going to start putting these videos a couple weeks after they appear on pain.tv I'll be starting to put them out on YouTube uh, at Dustin Gold Show. And then I will also start to figure out if I'm going to do that on Facebook. But Facebook, I'm always a little bit careful because uh, relatives and uh, old friends are on there. And it's sometimes it's not worth fighting with them. Uh, I just want to get the information out to people who want to hear it. So let's jump into the Gertrude video. And we're going to listen to this drone, this this Elon Musk, Dr. Frankenstein weirdo once again. But it's always good to hear him in his own words. And this way you can actually pull quotes out for yourself when you're trying to warn your kids, your grandkids, you know, your parents or whatever about the dangers of this technology and why it is not there to help them. It is there to control them and eventually destroy humanity altogether. Let's uh, run Gertrude right now. So what you're, the, the beeps you're hearing are real-time signals from the neural link in Gertrude's head. So this neural link connects to neurons that are uh, in her snout. So whenever she snuffles around and touches something with her snout, the, that sends out uh, neural spikes, which are detected here. All right, welcome to the Neuralink product demo. Okay, so for those of you who are not watching this, this is Elon Musk at a product demo where he is showing uh, this experiment they did on these poor pigs, uh, of which I ate a lot of pigs while I was in Poland. The mainstay of the Polish diet is pork, uh, salted porks, sausages, bacons, uh, smoked meats, pork knuckle, roasts, uh, soups. It's absolutely delicious. But anyway, let's look at this pig who Elon Musk stuck a brain chip uh, inside of her poor little head. I'm really excited to show you what we've got. I think it's going to blow your mind. Um, so I want to emphasize the, the purpose of Neuralink. Like, uh, what do we, what's our goal? Our goal is to solve important spine and brain problems with a seamlessly, seamlessly implanted device. Uh, let's pause there. Solve important brain and spine problems with a seamlessly implanted device. That's like his pitch. Imagine if you went to like a a meeting with venture capitalists. They said, uh, oh, "Just uh, you're on Shark Tank, right? Shark Tank." And Mister Wonderful sitting there with his shiny bald head. Uh, looking at you going, all right, get to the point. What's your pitch? We want to solve important brain and spine problems with a seamlessly implanted device. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'll do a licensing deal with you on that one. Uh, we'll do like a penny of the phone. What are we actually doing? Hold on. Let me show you, sir. I'll sh- Let me show you, Dr. Wonder or Mr. Wonderful. Let me show you how we're going to drill a hole in people's skulls. Give me a break. So you want to have a device that you can basically uh, put in your head um, and feel and look totally normal, uh, but it solves uh, some, some important problem. Um, in your brain or spine. So uh, going into the Neuralink architecture, uh, what we've done over the past year is dramatically simplify the device. So we, 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 about a year ago, we had a device which uh, had a, a m- multiple parts, including a piece that had just... And for the audio audience, I highly recommend you either join pain.tv. You can go to pain.tv slash gold. Then uh, I guess I get like credit for it or something. But pain.tv slash gold. If you want to join and you can watch my video show as well. I'm Mike show. And then there's other uh, access to the community. Or, you know, just go to YouTube and look up Neuralink Gertrude. And there's a few videos out there. I believe there's actually the full hour you could watch as well. I watched it, and I'm pretty sure it was on YouTube. Uh, but just look it up. It, there's diagrams, and then you get to see Musk, the freak show, standing there talking about this and mumbling and stumbling and sounded like a crazy drunkard. But you should definitely... Uh, I would say watch this. It's very important if you're interested in this type of information. Sort of sit behind your ear. Um, and it was, it was, it was complex... And you, and you wouldn't still look totally normal. You'd have a thing behind your ear. So um, we've simplified this to simply something that is uh, about the size of a large coin. Right. So they're showing a diagram of two heads. Okay. And one is showing, it, it looks like you're wearing a Bluetooth, uh, a Bluetooth like ear pod type uh, device behind your ear with wires going up your skull to the top of your head and then the second one oh this is the better one folks because you know you, you don't look weird it's a hole a hole in the top of someone's head like a drilled out quarter size hole in someone's skull uh, this is the better one um and it, it goes uh in your skull replaces a piece of skull um and the wires uh, then then connect uh within a few centimeters or about an inch away from the device. Um, Imagine going into the uh, the uh, car dealership version of this uh, brain implant, and you go there. Would you, uh, sir? Would you like the uh, luxury, the sport, the economy, or the uh, the? Uh, uh, would you like it with the um, with the sunroof in the top of your head? Yeah. The luxury, the sport, the economy, or the sunroof-sized hole in the top of your skull. Uh, yeah, I'll take the sunroof-sized uh, yeah, hole the top of my skull. That sounds good to me. Yeah, I love it. And this is sort of what it looks like. And so they're showing it. It basically looks like uh, one of those flat disc sort of uh, batteries, like a big watch battery. Um, they're holding it in their hand. It's about the size of a quarter, maybe a little bit bigger, like a half dollar. So, yeah. And now Elon's holding it. Uh, it is, that, that thing at the bottom is just to hold the threads in place because they're just like little fine wire, wires. 
Um, I mean, fr frankly, to, to sort of simplify this, uh, what, what we're, <laughs> I mean, it's more complicated than this, but it's, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. Think about how he just said that. Like, again, folks, we now live in a time, 2022, this video is a couple years old, where this man who gets to play the richest man on earth, who gets to play the real-life Iron Man, the real-life Tony Stark, stands there, and he is able to just say this openly uh, without being, like, arrested and put in a straitjacket and locked in a mental institution. He just says, oh, yeah, so because we just take it and, like, we shove the wires into your head. And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's just, it, it's... It's hard to believe, it's hard to fathom, it's hard to uh, to just accept that this is now our reality. That these type of people just walk out on a stage and just talk about uploading your consciousness and shoving a battery-sized plug into your brain. We just, we just drill a hole in your skull and use the sewing machine and we just jam it down into your brain. It's, it's you know, hey, yeah, this is normal. It's 2022, folks. Get with the program. Shit, you could chop off your own genitals. Why not? Uh, why not put a Fitbit-sized watch into your brain? Just plug it right in. No problem. No problem. And there's people that cheer this on. They cheer this on. So let me just tell you. Up on the screen, it says the link vo.9. Uh, 1,024 channels per link, uh, 23 millimeters by 8 millimeters, flush with the skull, invisible, in parentheses, 6-axis, megabit wireless data rate, uh, all-day battery life. I, I mean, this is you're going to put this into your brain. Into your brain. Oh, my God. It's comical. It's comical. Type version 0.9 has about a thousand channels, uh, so that's you know, about a hundred times better than the the next best um, uh, consumer device that's available. And it's a 23 millimeters by eight millimeters. It actually uh, fits quite nicely in your skull. You could just your skull is about. It fits nice. It fits quite nicely in your skull. I mean, are you, are you absorbing this? I hope so. I really do. I hope you're absorbing this. It fits quite nicely in your skull. <laughs> 10 millimeters thick. So uh, it fits, it's, it goes flush with your skull. It's invisible. And all you can see afterwards is that there's a tiny scar. And if it's under your hair, you can't see it at all. In fact, I could have a Neuralink right now and you wouldn't know. I can have a Neuralink right now, and you wouldn't know. Now, who's to say he does or does not have one? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he's playing mind pong inside his head while he's giving this presentation and time leaping back and forth, reviewing memories in his life of all the women he's abused. I don't know. Maybe he is doing that. Maybe he is not. I don't know. He could be living in another realm this is this is so crazy, but we have to keep going. 
Anyway, so it's also inductively charged. So um, it's charged in the same way that you, char you charge a smartwatch or a phone. Um, and so you can use it all day, uh, charge it at night, and have full functionality. So you would really, um, you know, it would be, it would be completely seamless. Uh, and uh, yeah, no wires. Now, the diagram that they are showing with this inductively charged, something is plugged in. So it's not clear from anything that I've seen so far. If you have to go to sleep and plug your head in, like you plug his Tesla car in, you plug your head in with a, with a charging wire and or it's like the new iPhone where you can sit it on the pad and charge it. Or it's done through like a magnet. I don't know. It's funny. It's just funny. Uh, it's like you have to laugh at this stuff because there's people that actually want this. I mean, I could see if this guy was like your crazy nephew and this was like his eighth grade science fair project. But no, this is a real man who plays the richest man on earth who's talking about plugging your head in at night and charging it. And... People not only accept this, they praise it as being genius. Elon Musk, the genius. Uh, in terms of getting a link, so that, um, we, you need to have the device, uh, a great device, and you also need to have a great robot that uh, puts in the, uh, the electrodes and uh, does the surgery. So you want the surgery to be as, as automated uh, and, uh, as possible, and the only way you can achieve the level of precision that's needed is with an advanced robot. Uh, the link procedure, the, the installation of a link, done in under an hour. Um, so you can basically go in in the morning and leave the hospital in the afternoon. Right. So now he's standing next to his big white woke robot that we showed in the last video a couple segments ago. You know, so it, it looks like Tony Stark at a presentation standing next to like one of his Iron Man suits or one of his little cute robots that he has running around in his in his lab at his house. And he's standing there with this big white robot and he's just saying, oh, yeah, it's an hour. You just come in. We drill a hole in your head and uh, we hook you right up. We hook you right up to it. Now, the problem for me that I would have is that I don't know if I have an hour to get it done. I'd like to speed up that process, and I wonder if Elon Musk can do it because I only have 90 seconds on this break, and I would love to get the procedure done. So, folks, think about this when we're on the break. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ow! Ow, folks! That surgery was not as seamless as he said. What a con man. What a snake oil salesman. This chip in the back of my head. Ah. It hurts, folks. I wouldn't get that if I were you. That hurts like an M ever. Ah. My God, folks. 
It only takes an hour to get, so you can just go right in and don't worry about it. While you're there, you can get a nip tuck and have your genitals removed so that you could be a true cyborg. It's great. You just put a chip in your head, have your sack chopped off, and we are ready to rock and roll. Folks, let's get back to Elon Musk and Dr. Frankenstein. And it can be done without general anesthesia. So this is our surgical robot. Yeah, you're going to have a hole drilled in the back of your head. Wires shoved down in your brain, and you're going to do that without general anesthesia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds great, doesn't it? And we actually ultimately want this robot to do uh, essentially the entire surgery. Uh, so in, in everything from, from in, incision, uh, removing the, the skull, inserting the electrodes, placing the device, um, and then um, closing things up and having you ready to, to leave. So we want to have a fully automated system. So this, this shows you... Oh, yeah, and uh, don't worry, don't worry. This robot is not uh, culturally insensitive. At the end of, uh, as Musk said, uh, making an incision in your skull, drilling a hole in your skull, implanting the piece, sticking the electrodes into your brain, we wanted to do the entire surgery, and in the end, in the end, it will give you a happy ending. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little robot. Um, at sort of close-up view, uh, which I think is actually not too gruesome, uh, of the electrodes being inserted in the brain. And if you look closely, you'll see that um, that's a, it's a little counterintuitive that uh, if the electrodes are inserted very carefully, that there is no bleeding. Um, and so the uh, if you have very tiny electrodes, and if they're inserted very carefully... So the, the robot actually images the brain and makes sure to avoid any veins or arteries. And so what, what they're doing is they're showing this video of literally like wires getting pushed down into your brain. And it does look like a sewing machine, something that sounds just fun. You can do it without uh, general anesthesia and you could have it done in an hour, folks. I mean, it's great. I mean, what, what you, you could get this done faster than uh, getting an oil change at Valvoline. Uh, yeah, that's it's fun. So that the electrodes can be inserted um, with no noticeable damage. So you will have no noticeable uh, neural damage uh, in inserting the link. So does it actually work? And uh, what I'm excited to show you, um, I call it like the, the, the three little pigs demo. Um, and uh, if our... Uh, the three little pigs demo. Yeah, it's great. He's going oh, to bring his pigs out now. Are you ready for this? This psycho. Here we go. Here we go. The three little pigs. And we'll have this. We're bring, bringing out the, the pigs. And what we're going to show you is a... Well, I'll walk right over and show you. So what we have in pen number one is Joyce. Uh, and she does not have an implant. Obviously, healthy and happy. Um, <laughs> we're trying to get Gertrude out. And this is how you know it's a live demo. So here's Dorothy. Um, and in the case of Dorothy, um, Dorothy used to have an implant, and then we removed the implant. So this is uh, an, a very important thing to uh, demonstrate, is reversibility. So if you, if you have a neural link, and then you decide you don't want it, or you want to get an upgrade, and the neural link is removed, 
um, is it removed in such a way that you are still healthy and happy afterwards? And what Dor Dorothy illustrates is that you can put in the neural link, remove it, and be healthy, happy, and indistinguishable from a normal pig. Now, you see what he said there, right? Did you catch it? You know, if you decide you don't want it and you want to remove it or you want to upgrade. So it's going to be like the early stages of the uh, Apple iPhone. When Steve Jobs, every 18 months, would come out on stage and pitch the new version. And then it would be released in six months. So it'll be the same, like... This is Neuralink uh, chip number two. This one, you can actually mind jump and time travel. It's got a faster processor, more electrodes. I mean, come on, man. This is crazy. So he's got one pig that he says, Joyce. Uh, she does not have one. And then we have Dorothy. She had one and we had it removed. And then he's going to bring out Gertrude, which is the poor one that has it shoved in its head. Now, again... Could he be lying and none of this is real? Sure. Sure, he could be. Do I believe this is real? Yeah, I believe it's real. Do I believe Dorothy had one and then had it removed and she's fine? That, I have no idea. How could we know if that's true or not? Well, thanks, Dorothy. <laughs> Here we go. Great. Okay. Great. <laughs> okay. This is a, a high-energy pig. Okay, so the beeps you're hearing are part of the video, and he'll explain that in a second. Just so you don't think that I'm over here sending uh, Morris code out to the uh, to the Russians or something like that. Um, all right, Gertrude, thanks for coming out. Um, so what you're the, the beeps you're hearing are real time signals from the neural link in Gertrude's head. So this neural link connects to neurons that are uh, in her snout. So whenever she snuffles around and touches something with her snout, uh, that sends out uh, neural spikes, which are detected here. Um, and so on the screen, um, you can see uh, each, each of the, the spikes from the 1,024 electrodes. And, and then if, you, if she, yeah, she snuffles around, touches her snout on the ground, or you kind of feed her some food, pigs love food. You see, this is the kind of stuff and we're going to get into this um, as I get back to the other series I started before I left for Poland, which was a review of the paper written in 1995 called Industrial Society and Its Future. But this is the type of stuff that sick, demented humans do to animals and to each other when they are not doing what we were actually wired and intended to do and what is programmed into our DNA, which is to survive, which is to hunt and gather. So instead of us being out there uh, hunting an elk to bring home for dinner while fear that the lion will eat us, we are now drilling holes into the top of pigs' heads and implanting chips into the skull with wires going into their brain so that we could track the beeps as the pig's snout sniffs along the ground. This is the type of stuff that humans do to animals and each other when they are bored and they do not fear being eaten by a grizzly bear. See, I don't know if Musk would have time to do this type of stuff or his Frankenstein scientist would have time to do this type of stuff if uh, grizzly bears and polar bears and sharks 
were coming after them and trying to eat them. That's maybe what we should do is Elon Musk should be thrown in a shark tank and we could see how productive he would be with his technocratic progress while a great white jaws comes after him uh, while he's trying to implant a brain chip into the back of this poor pig's head. Um, then uh, you, you can see the neurons um, will fire much more than when you're not touching this now. And... Uh, that's what's making the, the beeping sound. All right, cool. So as you can see, uh, we have a healthy and happy pig. Um, initially shy, but obviously high energy and, and uh, you know, kind of loving life. And uh, she's had the... Kind of loving life, yeah. It's a happy, healthy pig, like we know that. And it's kind of loving life. Yeah, I'm sure it loves having a brain chip shoved into its skull, you sick, psychopathic son of a bitch. Seriously. Seriously, kind of loving life. What a creep. What a creep. Uh, in the United States, it's disgusting that they could even do this to these, to these animals. Seriously. And they, and they want to say that uh, these vegans and these vegetarians were cruel because uh, we raised them to eat them. This man is putting brain chips in their head and manipulating their minds. The implant for two months. So this is a healthy and happy pig with an implant that is two, month old, two months old and working well. Yeah. Yeah, come on down. Everybody's cheering. Woo, yeah. Oprah Book Club. Come on now. Come on. Let's get someone out of the audience. Come on down. Jill, you were over 680 pounds, so you classify as a pig. Get on down here, you fat hog. Let's put a brain chip in your head. And if you successfully survive the operation, you'll receive an all-expense-paid vacation to the pig farm. No, we're kidding. You get to go to the island of Dr. Moreau and have your genitals removed. Jesus. All right, cool. Cool. Uh, and then um, we actually have, I don't know if this works, is, so we said, well, what if we do two Neuralink implants? Um, and we've been able to uh, do uh, dual Neuralink implants uh, in um, actually, I think three pigs at this point, and we have a couple of them here. Um, and we've been able to show that you can actually have multiple neural links implanted, um, and again, healthy and happy and indistinguishable from a normal pig. So, oh, come on, multiple neural links. Where's the applause on that one? Yay! Yay! I can have multiple neural links in my brain. How fantastic is that? That's so cool. I could have like one that operates on Bluetooth and one that I plug an Ethernet cable into and I can actually have them play video games against each other inside my own brain and actually run competitions with myself. How fun would that be? Did you ever play yourself in a spelling bee? No. Now you can do it with two Neuralink chips. Hey, we'll throw in the second one, and all you'll have to pay is shipping and handling. Maybe they can get Mike Lindell to come out and start selling us. Hey, folks, it's Mike Lindell with my pillow. I cuddle every pillow before I send it to your house, but now I've got a special offer. You order one My Neuralink, and you'll get the second My Neuralink for free. All you have to pay is shipping and handling. Yeah, give me a break. Um. So it's possible to have multiple links in your, in your head and 
have them all be sending out signals, and you're working well. All right, so we just showed you a demonstration of uh, reading brain activity. And... Um, what, what would be great is that this whole thing was actually just a... Uh, was like a setup on Musk. You know how they would do the setup where they would, like, send out a letter to the deadbeat dads who weren't paying their child support, and they would say, like, come on down to the local school gym on Friday at noon. You won the lottery. And then, like, 300 deadbeat dads would show up, and they'd arrest them all. Wouldn't it be funny if they, like, told Musk that he was coming to this demonstration where he was going to show off his Neuralink AI brain chip? But instead, it was really that they were going to take him and cut his brain open and show what the mind of a psychopath looks like. That would have been fun. See, probably see that. Um, as I was saying, uh, each of those dots represents a neural spike, and the, um, the the blue chart at the bottom is showing an accumulation of neural spikes in that region. So, uh, in, in, in terms of additional... Uh, brain reading activity. Uh, when we have, um, say, um, one of our pigs on a treadmill, <laughs> pig on a treadmill. <laughs> um, it's funny, funny concept, really. <laughs> so funny, pig on a treadmill. Yeah, this guy does have a brain chip, and apparently one of the things it does is it takes away your sense of humor and your ability to process sarcasm appropriately. Uh, th this guy is nuts. He's nuts. This it's it's actually not funny. I'm sitting here making fun of it, but it's it's actually not funny. This this is just complete insanity. And 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 we've got five more minutes of this to watch. We have to watch it though to get to the next part. Um, and we uh, take the the readings from the neurons and we try to predict the position position of the joints. Um, and so we say we have the predicted position of the joints, and then we we measure the actual position of the joints you can see that they're almost exactly aligned. So we're able with um, a wireless neural, imp neural implant to actually predict the position of, of all of the limbs uh, in the pig's body uh, with, with very high accuracy. Now in terms of, of writing to the brain or stim stimulating neurons, uh, we obviously need pr precise control of the electric field in, in space and time. We need a wide range of current for different brain regions. Uh, some, some regions require delicate stimulation, some require a lot of current. Uh, and, and you want obviously no harm to the brain over time. Um, and the way we, um, part of the way we analyze the, the stimulate, stimulating neurons uh, is with a two photon uh, microscopy. I, I always have trouble pronouncing that microscopy. Um, and uh, it's very impressive technology. You can actually literally see in real time uh, how the neurons are firing. So. Oh, he has, he has a problem with uh, pronouncing that word, so they got to tweak his uh, brain chip a little bit. Make sure, uh, put a note there. Note to self, from Elon Musk to Elon Musk, tweak brain chip so you can pronounce certain words accurately. Signed, Elon Musk to Elon Musk. Okay. Noted. Duly noted. Uh, the, the red sort of things are the neurons. The red, red sort of flashing things are the neurons uh, firing. Or I should say the, uh, uh, the electrodes firing. So the red things are electrodes firing, and then the green are the neuron bodies responding to 
uh, the current from the electrode. And we're making good progress towards clinical studies. Um, I'm excited to announce that we received a, a breakthrough device designation from the FDA in July, uh, thanks to the hard work of the Neuralink team. So. Oh, yeah, there we go. A round of applause there. Uh, FDA approved them to move forward and to uh, start drilling holes in humans' heads. There we go. Bring them to Auschwitz. Let's drill those holes. Let's do it, folks. Just get right in there with the old DeWalt, the old DeWalt drill. Zoom, zoom. Uh, no, that didn't work. Let's try the Black & Decker. So I want to be clear, we're working closely with the FDA. Um, and we'll, um, we'll be extremely rigorous. In fact, we will, um, we will significantly, significantly exceed the minimum FDA guidelines for uh, safety. We will make this uh, as safe as possible. But what are... Yeah, the Food, Drug, uh, Food, Food and Drug Administration, they're actually going to be changing it to the Food, Drug, and Skull Drilling Administration. And uh, don't worry, we're going to reach all their guidelines. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, it's, it's going to just... It, this is going to be a fantastic thing. FDA, fantastic people, great people. And uh, you're going to actually see some really big stuff that I'm going to be covering shortly, hopefully this week, on the FDA and those psychopaths and certain high-level FDA people that sit on the board of a new company that is going to be producing and is producing the RNA that goes into the new Moderna booster. Oh, yeah, the wonderful FDA people. They are just fantastic, folks. And we're going to talk about that this week. But right now, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. I will be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, folks, we are back from the break. This is Dustin Gold, the Dustin Gold Standard. And right now we're going to jump right back in to this video that we're watching with this psychomaniac, Elon Musk just sitting up there uh, i mean at this point it's it's hard to uh because i don't want to keep going back and talking about ray kurzweil and talking about dennis bushnell and uh yuval noah harari and everything else and keep referencing what they said and it's just it's crazy so sometimes with this i just have to get to the point where i'm making fun of it i'm making fun of it because it's so nuts that it literally will drive you crazy just trying to to fathom that we now accept this as normal this is just a run-of-the-mill little press conference where elon musk gets to go out there and talk about using a uh, pickaxe to the top of your head and putting a jamming a duracell battery down there with a bunch of uh, fishing hooks just grasping into your brain like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's a happy, healthy pig, happy, healthy pig. All right, let's watch this right now. There's some likely first applications. So our, our first 
clinical trial is aimed at uh, people with paraplegia or, or tetraplegia. And just so you know, if they sound muffled to you, these people asking the questions and answering them on must, uh, they're all wearing masks. This was back during COVID. So as they're talking about drilling a hole into the back of your head and jamming a uh, Fitbit into it, they're all sitting there in masks. Yeah, they're sitting there in masks, all of these people, like dopes, all masked up, and they're going to save humanity with a brain chip, but they haven't figured out how to save themselves from having to suffocate with a mask on their face. Yeah, uh, so cervical spinal cord injury, we're going to enroll, uh, we plan to enroll a small number of patients uh, to make sure the device is safe and that it works in that case. Uh, yeah, so actually just to elaborate on that, um, if somebody has um, like a severe spinal cord injury, uh, you know, to the degree that they, they even they have um, very limited control even uh, over their facial muscles, I think something that's very exciting as a long-term application is if you can, if you can sense what somebody is trying to do with their limbs, what they want to do with their limbs, um, then you can actually uh, uh, do a second implant that's at the base of the spine or, or wherever, just after wherever the spinal injury occurred, and you can you can create a neural shunt. Uh, so we, I, I think long term, I'm confident that long term, uh, it will be possible to restore somebody's full body motion. Uh, another question from Twitter: Will you be able to save and replay memories in the future? Now let's just pause there for a second. They're going to they're, they're talking about repairing. Uh, People with paralysis, again, folks, they don't care about those people. Dennis Bushnell, NASA chief scientist, said that they are going to first use it on those people as essentially the test subjects, the guinea pigs, and then they're going to use it to augment the human brain. And that is where they're going to then upload your consciousness and beam it up into the AI hive mind cloud-based neocortex that Ray Kurzweil talks about. And now this woman is asking if you can replay memories in your head. This is the new Matrix movie. And, and I'm going to analyze parts of that movie because I never had time to watch it until I was on the plane coming back from Poland. <clears throat> and there's some real sick stuff in that. It's actually, if the first Matrix was a warning about what's coming, which it really wasn't a warning, I think it was more of... Uh, these evil people tell us what they're going to do to give us a chance to revolt, to um, turn against them, and we don't do it. It means their karma is clean, their conscience is clear, and their karma is intact. And so in the new Matrix, they straight up tell you what they're going to do. It sounds like the Elon Musk press conference. So she's asking if you can replay memories in your head, which is essentially time travel and mind leaping. That's why I said when I went to Poland, I felt like I had it in my head because I was back in time in 1980. But listen to this. Uh, yes, I think uh, in the future you will be able to save and re replay memories. Um, I mean, this is obviously sounding increasingly like a Black Mirror episode. Um, but uh, well, I guess it's pretty good at predicting. Um, but yeah, essentially, if, if you have a... Black Mirror isn't good at predicting. Black Mirror is just doing movies on exactly the technology that exists. They're doing what I... Is my show a Black Mirror? No. 
I'm just doing research on the technologies these people have, they admit to, and that they have in the pipeline. And so, again, I think Black Mirrors, and I've seen people use it um, like The Matrix, where they say, you know, this is a warning on what's coming. No, no. I think this it's, it's published by the elites, just like the 1995 Industrial Society and its future document I started to review, and we're going to finish, so that you can see that they published this stuff Years ago, almost 30 years ago, they tell you, Brave New World, 1984, they actually tell you their plans, the same thing they do at the World Economic Forum, to give you a chance to resist and to revolt against it, and if you don't, then it's your fault. And that's what Black Mirror is. So the fact that he even brought that up was almost spitting in your face. whole brain interface, everything that's encoded in memory, you could... uh you could upload. You could basically store your memories um, as a backup and restore the memories. Um, and ultimately, you could potentially download them into a new body or into a robot body. The future is going to be weird. Oh, see, see, he says it right out in the open. That's Ray Kurzweil. That's what he talked about. That's what Musk talked about on Joe Rogan's show. Like, why are you not believing it when the people that are building it, engineering it, architecting it, blueprinting it, manufacturing it, researching it, developing it, are telling you what they're going to do? He just said you'll be able to beam your mind back into a biological, non-biological body. It's the end of humanity. This guy, I mean, this guy, you want to talk about the Nazis? Like, what is, what is, how is he any different? How is he any different? And we're going to get into this, but Operation Paperclip, after World War II, we brought over 1,500 Nazi scientists back to the United States to work for us. Hell, the head of NASA, Werner von Braun, was a Nazi. He used to go on Walt Disney show, The Wonderful World of Disney, every Sunday night and talk to America. Back when it was like the only thing you could watch on TV. These people are everywhere, folks. They're everywhere. And the crazy part, as I discussed briefly on the tracks at Auschwitz, is that there are people like Henry Kissinger, like George Soros, like Yuval Noah Harari, who supposedly, if we want to believe their past, have relatives, ancestors, and or are just connected through their religion, through their culture, through their heritage, through their blood, to people that survived camps like Auschwitz, and yet they're involved with pushing the same genetic modification, eugenics, technocracy programs that the Nazis were supposedly using against their people. And now they're involved with promoting and glorifying and normalizing this very technology, this very eugenics, this very anti-human progress that we are now seeing come to fruition at light speed or at warp speed. Yes, as deemed by President Trump, Operation Warp Speed. 
Uh, one common theme that's been coming up a lot on these Twitter questions coming in is that of availability. And so Matthias has a specific question on this, which is any estimate of how much it will cost at launch and what price it will reduce to over time? Well, I, I think at, at launch, it's probably going to be, it, it, I, I would say that's not really representative because um, at first, I think it's, it's going to be you know, quite expensive, but that price will very rapidly drop. Um, and I think over time, we want to get the, the cost um, obviously down as low as possible. Um, but I think um, inclusive of the automated surgery, I think we want to get the, 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 the price down to a few thousand dollars, something like that. Uh, yeah. So, for, so he's developing this company with all this money behind it that you will see later as we get into the investors so that he can sell a brain chip that he's going to put inside your head with a robot that he had built so they can do it for a few thousand dollars because they love you and they want to cure your paralysis does this even make sense to you why would giant venture capitalists why would cia connected investors why would huge billionaire technocrats why would suspected russian agents why would google why would peter thiel why would all of these people want to get involved with a company that's not profitable? What is this, a non-profit? No, Neuralink is not a non-profit. So for a few thousand dollars, they're going to put this in your head. And remember, on Joe Rogan's show, he said the cost won't matter. You get a loan or a mortgage or whatever. Put it inside your head because your earning power will be so greatly increased once you put this in your head that essentially you're going to become a gazillionaire. He makes it sound like everyone's going to become him. It's like the Wolf on Wall Street, Jordan Belfer. I don't know if you, if you watch the Wolf on Wall Street, but he does this uh, monologue. Or no, he's talking to his father, actually. And his father is breaking his balls about all the money he spends on prostitutes and drugs and booze and parties and suits and everything else. And he says, uh, Belford says, Dad, I have to keep up this appearance because I need my stockbrokers that work for him to want to be like me. That's what gets him on the phone to sell, sell, sell and jam shitty stocks down working class people's throats and steal their money because I need them to want to be like me. And that's part of what Musk is, is he plays the Iron Man Tony Stark character. He's getting people to believe that when they get the chip in their head, they're going to be rich like him. And, and it also reminds me of a movie called Limitless with Bradley Cooper in which he takes a special pill that allows him to access 100% of his brain. And now he becomes rich and powerful and glamorous and attractive and outgoing and well-spoken. 
And he becomes this stockbroker and makes all this money, and it's the same principle. They see they've been advertising this stuff publicly through movies like that, through Black Mirror, as Musk mentioned, because our our stupidity, our I don't know naivete. We for some reason we discount it when they warn it. And maybe maybe there are a lot of people like me, like you, that get this, but we don't know what to do about it. Is there anything we can do about it? If we had the brain chip, maybe we would know. I don't know. Let's just finish this up. Um, and I, I think that's possible. I think it should be possible to get it similar to um, LASIK and, and then the uh, device electronics itself, um, I think, will will not be very expensive um, because it actually does does use a lot of the parts that are made in extremely high volume in tens of millions of, of units uh, for uh, smartphones and, and smartwatches and work. All right, folks. So that's, you, you, you see, so this is where they're going with this, right? So they're telling you straight up that it's coming. You see the pig who was so happy who didn't have one, but the one who had one was really happy too. And the one who had it taken out of its head was also very happy everybody's happy happy we're all so happy because we got the brain chip today but this is real this is real and in the next video we're going to look at what's called monkey mind paul and this is where they now have a monkey playing a video game inside of its head essentially it's looking at a screen um, Pong, and it was trained to play the game using like an Atari joystick remote. But now they get rid of that remote. Now it's turned off. So the monkey thinks it's using the remote, but they have a brain chip inside their head that's actually making the moves happen in the video game because it's tracking the brain. And then we're going to look at this wired video from Wired Magazine on Neuralink moving forward into the human trials and then break down who the investors are behind this. But because I just had to analyze those two videos in depth, I'm going to extend the Musk series one more. One more is going to be done. We're going to do Mind Pong, Wired Neuralink. That's going to take about an hour. It's going to be one hour to analyze the companies because I have to do the companies in detail because a lot of these companies and investors and investment firms are going to be brought up in future episodes connected to other technologies and other psychopaths like Elon Musk. So I have to do it in that order i gotta give it due justice and if i do it now i'm gonna try to rush it into a third hour and i'd like to just keep these episodes at about two hours now uh because if i cram in too much information and as many of you have commented to me hundreds of emails i get i pump so much information into these episodes and i apologize for that but it's just my style i don't like to slow down i like to keep moving and if I go and I cram another hour or two hours into this, you're just not going to listen to it. And then I'm going to make it for no reason. And it's very important that you know who is behind Neuralink. 
so the moral of this is that when I went to Poland, and maybe it's because I just tuned it out, but as I was walking around and I was having dinner with uh, my wife's family and meeting with different people and looking at their gardens and everything else, I said to myself, you know, if you started showing this stuff to these people, I don't even think they would get it because they're 10, 15, 20, 30 years behind where we are in the U.S. And so I, I, I want my kid to grow up around those type of people where there's still a level of normalcy. Now, I do believe that they are going to accelerate. The elites will accelerate the attack on Poland to push it further ahead. It's got to jump 10, 20 years quickly. So it's probably going to happen. But what I decided is that if I got the brain chip, I could then replay my memories of when life was normal, when no brain chip existed. See, it is complicated, but you can replay your memories of when you didn't have a brain chip. So I'm going to get the brain chip so I can remember when I didn't have the brain chip. Now, I don't, it's, it's so crazy, like these realms and reversing and going back and forward and play and rewind and fast forward in your brain. You've got to be shitting yourself. Seriously. It's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Even to think about it. You know, it drives you a little nuts. I, the whole time, uh, when I was in Poland, I realized I couldn't do shows. So I started working on show content and blocking out the next hundred shows. And I have a lot of research. They take two, three, four hours to do research for each show that then takes two hours recording, then two hours to chop it up and upload it to the podcast. So every show takes me like eight hours. It's a lot of work. Um, but, but this stuff is the foundation for where we're going with the show. And so you have to understand the technologies and the direction they're going. And as I pointed out on a few of the podcasts, the major pieces to this are getting the Neuralink chip into your brain so that you can upload your memories and your consciousness to the AI hive mind cloud-based neocortex which is the next phase. And then being able to, these guys, I believe, want access to all of our data, all of our brain power, so that then they can beam the hive mind, the collection of all of us, down into their non-biological Iron Man suits, and that whatever humans are going to be allowed to live are essentially going to be like in the matrix where you're in an actual pod and you will be generating energy, which is electricity, uh, for the AI world and you will be used as a DNA storage hard drive uh, to store all of this big data. This is real. They actually have the tech for this stuff. It's almost exactly like the matrix. 
And so the rest of us that get to live, whichever ones they choose, we will have basically a matrix playing inside our head as they use us as basically a battery cell uh, and a storage drive. And so this AI collective hive mind is going to beam down into their nine biological suits, which is just robot. That means robot. So they're going to be robots with access to all the knowledge that are controlling whatever humans are left that are connected through their brain into this matrix as they generate power. It is the matrix. I truly believe the matrix is like the blueprint for what they're doing. It sounds crazy and it is crazy. But I'm pretty sure when you look at their tech and you break it down and you put the pieces together like I'm doing, and I'm not sure yet because we're going to learn more with this show. I'm going to go a lot further with this show, a lot more into depth with this stuff. But that's where I think this is headed is we're going to end up unveiling that this whole thing is leading towards the movie The Matrix, the original. And if that's the case, I would rather be in Poland where I can enjoy some delicious food, some homemade whiskey, some salted pork before they plug my head in using Elon Musk Neuralink. So when we come back, folks, I am going to show you the investors behind this Frankenstein technology so that we can move on to the mind twinning show, which I decided after Musk, we're going to do AI Foundation, Lars Butler, and the mind twinning. So for now, folks, think about it. Either get the brain chip or don't. I don't really care. If you do, let me know. You'll be super smart and you can put these shows together faster than I can. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a great evening. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.TV. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.TV. Join the discussion at Pain.TV slash gold.